Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. All right, Chicago's very own actor Michael Gross has been at this acting gig for over 40 years. Good Catholic boy, Cubs fan. You know him best for playing Michael J. Fox's father, Stephen Keaton, for seven seasons on Family Ties. His longest-running and highest-profile role has been Burt Gummer in the Tremors franchise, having played the role for 30 years from the release of the original in 1990 to Tremors' Shrieker Island in 2020. He's also a train enthusiast, which I want to talk to you about, and a grad of the University of Illinois Chicago, and has donated his papers to the UIC. Library. And to talk about it all, Michael Gross joins us in studio. Michael, welcome in. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to be back in my hometown once again. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how often do you make it back here? Um, I, When my parents were alive, I was here several times a year. Okay. Now I still have some relatives and good friends and a sister, in oh, fact, nice. who lives in downtown Chicago. Okay. Uh, and I get here at least once a year. Okay. If not, you know, a little more sometimes. I, I I'm drawn back always. I love always. that. It's my beautiful it's, city. It's my place. Yeah. What do the call letters WGN mean to you? World's greatest newspaper. <laughs> yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. TV, radio. What memories you have of of radio and television here? Oh, look. Uh, w WLS was a, was always a favorite of mine, particularly the high school years. Yeah, I was high, at Kelvin Kelvin Park Kelvin Park High School. Uh, on the on the northwest side is I graduated from there in 1965, and we were always listening. And in the uh, earlier than that, listening to Dick Biondi and yeah. people like that. Um, I uh, I I have great. Um, I don't I don't forget whose network this was, but I have great uh, memories of uh, of my father watched every night on television at 10 o'clock. A uh, newscaster and a weather forecaster, Fahey Flynn. Oh, yeah. That's and P.J. Yeah. Hoff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. P.J. Sure. Hoff, who was yeah. a weatherman whose uh, sign-off was, this is P.J. Hoff, the vice president in charge of looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Classic legend, I by the way. I love that. I love that. I mean, here he, he was a weatherman. Yeah. Vice president in charge of looking out yeah, the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even my high school years, it was Surratt, who you just met, Bob Surratt, Bob Surratt. Uh, in his office, and John Landecker, John Records Landecker. My dad was listening to Wally Phillips and, and mm, those morning mm. guys here on GN, but legendary station, both TV and radio. And of course, television when I was a kid. You know, yeah. there was always Garfield Goose and Fraser Thomas. Yes, <laughs> yes, know, yes. This, yes Long before the days of, of Bozo, there right. was Garfield Goose. Yeah, God yeah. bless him. In the 50s. Kukla yeah. Fran and Ollie. Sure. That's how far back yeah. I go. Burr <laughs> yeah. Tilstrom. Well, you look great. You look great. Um, so you went to the University of Illinois, Chicago, and then Yale. So what? when did the acting bug hit you? The acting bug hit me at the University of Illinois at Chicago. God bless him. When I walked into a uh, 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 a study hall one day because they did not have a theater on campus, I was in the first year, uh, 1965, that the campus opened. They had not yet built a theater, and they were presenting something in a in a lecture hall, uh, a production of a Midsummer Night's Dream. It was free. The price was right. I had a couple of hours to kill yeah. before between. Uh, classes, so I went into this production of A Midsummer Night's Dream, sat there, watched it, and was mesmerized. First time Shakespeare had actually made made sense to me in a funny way, and I thought, "Wow, this is really something. These people are good. This has come alive." 
This is extraordinary. The man who directed that production, William Raffeld, uh, was a professor emeritus, now passed away, uh, from the University of Illinois, Chicago. He became my first acting teacher, wow. mentor, and about 40 years ago, the best man at my wedding. Oh, get out of because here. Because I walked wow. into a lecture hall to see a play. Wow. And wow. Uh, Bill was, uh, uh, was about eight, ten years older than I. He was a student at Northwestern at the time. I was like 17 or 18. He was, you know, mm-hmm. 27, 28, and pursuing a doctorate at Northwestern in theater. And he was teaching on the side here at UVI, and he was an amazing man, and I owe almost everything to him and the other good people at UIC who gave me the education That's I needed. Amazing. Very different from the lecture hall you walked into uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. You told me a story on the oh, phone. Oh, yes. I walked into that same lecture hall. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that must have been cool. It was yeah. lecture hall A1, and I thought, oh, my God, here it is. Here's where I saw my first play. And I and I, and there was there was a, a lecture going on, something in biology, something about the placenta, yeah. about, <laughs> right. which, right. about which, by the way, I know very little. <laughs> and, uh, and I just stood in the back of the lecture hall, way up in the back, the last yeah, yeah. row at the entrance door, started to take a picture of the lecture hall for old time's sake. And the lecturer up there, who's, you know, I thought was so busy talking about the placenta, she wasn't noticing anything else. Yeah. She saw me up there, stopped the lecture, fixed me in her gaze and said, can we help you, sir? <laughs> and I, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just, just, just a visitor. I'm out of here. Bye, bye. That's great. Snapped my picture and got out. And I thought, wow, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but a nice flashback being back yeah, where you started, yeah, right? Right, yeah. right. And spent a lot of time with the, uh, with the students at UIC the last couple of days. That's and cool. was so inspired by them, their genius some of them some really wonderful raw talent and some talent that's developed well beyond the raw stage and is looking very good and just their passion for things the same passion i shared we're talking over 50 years ago yeah yeah i got out of there in 19 i left there in 1970 okay never to return full time to chicago yeah when I went to the school of drama at Yale from 70 to 73 right. and never came back full time. But I, I saw those kids and I went, oh, wow, this is. And I rode the CTA there, just like yeah. old times. I was staying with friends in the oh, loop. Oh, this, this last week. Okay. Yes, I rode the CTA, got off uh, the blue line at Halstead. Love that. Uh, the way I used to yeah. all those years ago. That I rode, I couldn't afford to go downstate. I didn't have yeah. the money for room and board. So I went to a commuter campus and I thought. Boy, nothing's changed. Nothing. Here I am getting off, getting off the subway again at, at Halstead. Was it clean at least? It was good. Okay, yeah, good, 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 yeah. good, good. Well, that was your beginning of your journey, and you said Yale. You did uh, Yale, of course. Then you did some films, and you did some television films. But then Family Ties came along. You know, first really visible national role. How did that come about? Just blind luck. I had been a theater. Um, a theater snob in many ways. I thought I was going to end my days in regional theaters, Broadway, off-Broadway, and had begun to become part of that great repertory company that is New York City. I mean, a certain group of actors who just kind of work all the time in town. And uh, so I had done some Broadway, off-Broadway television films that were being produced there. And... uh, and Family Ties came along, and my agent said, this might be good for you to try. I said, I don't really, I haven't done that much television. I'm not, I'd done one failed pilot, 
um, and uh, and uh, had missed getting another one. And I was just kind of, which was St. Elsewhere, by the way. Oh. Uh, they, uh, I didn't get on that, but it was just before the Family Ties. It was coming on the same year on NBC, as a matter of fact. And uh, uh, and he said, well, let's try this one. I went, oh, okay, hippie father. Kind of, sounds kind of interesting. And lo and behold, I found myself out in Los Angeles being tested for the pilot. Uh, they liked me, and the rest was history. And I when, thought, well, this will subsidize my theater career. <laughs> for a little while. Is what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it'll fail. It won't oh, get picked up, yeah. but I'll get a good chunk of money, and I can go do Off-Broadway again for, for no money at all. When you, did, <laughs> when you did the pilot, was it all the original cast that ended up being on the show? It was the original cast. Really? Right. right. And because Meredith Baxter had made a nice name for herself on things like Family, Family Bridget yeah. Loves Bernie, yeah. and a number of other things, a number of television films, and, uh, I, of course, I had the slightest idea who she was because for years during prime time, I was on a stage somewhere at eight o'clock ah, at night. Right, 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 right. And so I, I watched daytime television. Yeah. That was my, when you could, yeah. the, I would watch Phil Donahue in the morning. <laughs> and that <laughs> From was, here, by the way. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's, and, uh, that's what was my television watching it. And oh. I'd get home from the theater and shower and go to bed and didn't watch, didn't watch late night television. So I didn't know who anybody was. And I was extremely lucky because, as any actor will tell you, you follow the good work yeah. wherever it leads you. The good writing. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and Family Ties had that in spades. And how fortunate I was. Meredith Baxter, same birthday, I believe. Same birthday as mine. Same birthday. birthday, same day, same year. Wow. Yes, wow. yes. She claims I'm older than she is. <laughs> because I was, I, I was born at 310 a.m. in Chicago, and she was born in Los Angeles a few hours later, so she likes to lord that over. Oh, me. yeah, you win. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> you, the old guy. You win. Uh, great partnership on screen, but a great friendship off screen. We have stayed close. As a matter of fact, we're floating the idea of coming back here to the University of Illinois and doing some sort of fundraiser for them. Oh, she that's and I. Cool. Uh, oh. Among other things, I always say people are just curious to know if we're, one, still alive. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. My, they've aged terribly. Those two. Uh, no, no. no there. I think there's a certain curiosity about yeah. us, which makes us uh, 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 perfect for something like this. And I've yeah. so I've spoken to the university about this, and uh, uh, Meredith and I do this to each other. She'll say, "Will you help me do? I've got a in January. I'm doing a, a helping her do a benefit for a, uh, a theater with in in Santa Barbara. Yeah. So she said, "Will you come up to Santa Barbara and do this?" I said, "Yeah, but you're going to owe me." Yeah. And she doesn't know what I got planned for her yet, but. <laughs> She might now. She's going to come back. To, and I said, I said to the university, and I said, we got to bring Meredith back here. And she and I have to do something. I love that. Together. I so. love that. I love that. And it pulls on heartstrings to see like yeah. you two on stage. This is a show that generations grew up with. We were pretty fortunate because as I, you know, when we first began, we were, it was one of the only three networks on television. That's right. Yeah. This was, was still, before, before Fox time. came along, right? Yeah. There was, and there was national educational television, also yeah. finally became known as PBS, yeah. but there wasn't much out there. And so at any, it was, it was, it was big days. The, um, the last of the great sitcoms, when I stepped on the Paramount Studios in 1982, there was Laverne and Shirley, Happy Days, mm -hmm. Joni Loves Chachi, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Us, and a number of other things. Yeah. And you think, whoa, that really yeah. was sitcom land. That was the last moment of that big time yeah. in sitcom. And where where families could sit down together and watch the same show. Which That's is very kind true. Of interesting. And they, they still talk about that because I think there's been kind of, for lack of a better word, balkanization of television. Yeah. You have your device 
device. Your kids will watch yeah. their device in their room. You will watch television in this room. Somebody will be watching somebody else on their device yeah. in another place entirely. And you don't have the commonality no. of sitting down and watching the same thing together, which was that, that, that was kind of appointment TV, if you will. Sports. There's some sports things. Yeah, right. You right, know, right, there's right. some things holiday or, the, you know, the family and I will watch together, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. yeah. That's for sure. So that was that was important, and I think uh, something very cohesive for uh, for the country. We're talking to actor Michael Gross, and there's more with him next on 720 WGM. We are talking to actor Chicago's own Michael Gross. Family ties tremors on the big and small screen for over 40 years. Michael J. Fox, um, you saw him grow up pretty fast. I mean, that was his first real big time. So, I mean, <laughs> right, right. Think about that. The secret and, of my success. <laughs> the secret yeah, of my I mean, how yeah, he yeah. just, yeah, I mean, it just, it just ballooned, and uh, you know, there we he be, even before Back to the Future, there was this interesting niche he occupied as this non-threatening adolescent, you know, young man who was uh, not John Travolta. He right. was uh, a kind of relaxed, uh, friendlier. Yeah. And young girls were just like, oh, he's so nice. He's so sweet. He was every kid. I want to hug him. Yeah. 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 And um, so that, that itself was a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even before Back to the Future. You know, uh, Family Ties was all about coming to the middle. Uh, you and Meredith playing very liberal characters. Michael's character, the ultimate conservative during the Reagan years. But there was always on the show a place to understand one another and and hear people hear people out right oh boy yes because that's, that's i missed that no, i know I, missed yeah, that. No. I know i different we, times we could use a bit of that those were the days when uh reagan a staunch conservatives and tip o'neill as yes, I, yes. I, irish and liberal as they come two irishmen could sit down in the in the oval office over a glass of irish whiskey yeah. and talk things out and say how do we how do we do this ron how do we do yeah. this tip how do we make a compromise how do we keep things moving forward yeah and um and to be honest with you i don't understand how some people in congress today keep a marriage together because one thing oh. i know over 40 years of marriage is compromise is the word yeah. and if people how people don't come from i don't get it you you don't get anywhere without it so i've learned that rule i yeah. had to to keep a marriage together because i wanted to keep a marriage yeah. together yeah. so i had to learn to do what i needed to do and if you want the country to stay together i say you compromise. I would say that show did that. I've, I was always surprised at the end of the show. Like, I mean, diabolically different thoughts, ideas, and no, they figured it out and they respected each other. Right. Yeah. Right. And the heart of it was, I'm going to tell you what it was, too. Uh, uh, long before George Bush uh, uh, coined the word compassionate conservative, that's what Michael Fox was. That's what the character of Alex B. Keaton was, because his, his mind was always driving... Um, uh, make a killing, you know, make the money, make right. things happen, uh, get it done. And But he was a product of his parents, and his parents' heart would always say, yeah, but do the right thing. Yeah, pulling the, yeah. And so he was an interesting character and a fascinating character because he was always in conflict with himself, yeah. which is to go to the, yeah. you know, go to the mat with toughness, but on the other hand, compassion, compassion. Yeah. And he had that character had that and it made for great 
internal yeah. conflict, which is the basis of any good character you're going to find anywhere. So well written. Um, yeah. Justine Bateman, Teeny Others, Tracy Pollan, even Courtney Cox, pre-Friends. But right. there was a litany of guest stars, too. I was, I was looking at the list. Gina Davis? Gina is she Davis. on that list? Gina Davis, River Phoenix, Martha Plimpton, Christina Applegate, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Don't forget Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yes. <laughs> yeah, he was making the Paramount rounds on the shows at that time right, when they were right. trying to get him up there a little bit. But yeah, yeah it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, uh, it was a wonderful uh, a wonderful group and uh with just classic people coming in good stage people people who were soon to become uh, you know other things on television yeah. and film but uh we had some we had some we had brownie mcgee there once brownie wow. mcgee the jazz musician wow. coming. you know i i was glad we we had so we had good people there and um, I was glad we never had Reagan. You may or may not know this. It was one of his favorite shows. No, I did not know that. Reagan wow. had tried once upon a time to see if, could I be a guest on Family Ties? <laughs> wow. And I'm glad it didn't work out because to me, when you always have to reach out to someone like that, it, it feels like, uh, is our show failing that badly that oh, we have to bring in uh, you know, big uh, guns, some uh, big guns yeah. like this to prop us up? The answer was no, Never. we weren't failing. Mm-hmm. And and it, what it, it, there's something terribly, terribly improbable about the President of the United States showing up in a living room in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> you know, come on, <laughs> yeah. of an average yeah. American family. Stretch, a bit yeah, of a exactly. stretch. <laughs> it just made no sense to me, so I'm yeah. glad it never worked out. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, the spirit was but, there. Yeah, the yeah, spirit but was there. They tried. We're talking to actor Michael Gross, and there's more with him next on 720 WGM. We are talking to actor Chicago's own Michael Gross. Family ties tremors on the big and small screen for over 40 years. So I'm sure at the time you wondered what it would be like, but the role of Burt Gummer, which is phenomenal, proved in tremors that there certainly was. Lucky me. Yeah, Lucky me. Yeah. It was. It was, in fact, my version of what happened to Michael Fox. Because, in a sense, the the writers fell in love with that character of Burt Gummer and wrote six sequels for yes, him. Yes, because he was a great, crazy, over the top, paranoid uh, uh, OCD guy. Yeah, yeah, and there's comic possibilities in that always. Uh, he was serious precisely because he had no sense of humor. He was that <laughs> yes, serious. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, and and he had a sense of humor because he, he had no sense of humor. He was funny because he had no sense of humor. And um, uh, and when, when writers fall in love with a character, it's the best thing in the world. It's what happened to Mike yeah. Fox. They loved playing with that crazy, wonderful, goofy Alex P. Keaton. And that's what happened to me with Bert. And it also answered the question, would there be life after Family Ties? And could it be a character who is very different? Yeah, yeah, which is really great. Yeah, Right, right. So I considered myself very, very fortunate. And that thing has had legs. We did yes. seven films yeah. over 30 years. Um, I don't know that we'll do another because okay. Lucky Seven seems to be an, a good place like to, to. And besides, I keep hurting myself every time I do action <laughs> <Okay>. adventure. <laughs> At age uh, over age seventy five, there comes yeah. a point you say, yeah. "Maybe you shouldn't be doing these yeah. stunts anymore." Um, but the character's like always in a minefield. Like that's what you see, picture. Like what it's in his head. He's he's going to step on a bomb at any moment. Right. I think right. that's and what, he doesn't have a map. The neuroses. <laughs> I know the neuroses is what makes it so funny. You've created an amazing character there. Yeah. A lucky me too. It's been popular with a great many other people. I happen to run into the creator of Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin. Okay. Yeah. Ran into him socially because we share homes in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and he, first time I met him, he said. Whoa, tremors! 
<laughs> and George R. R. Martin wound up hosting a Tremors Film Festival last year in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We had people from all over the country, all seven films presented for wow. free wow. in a multiplex theater in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, and we had a great weekend. Uh, uh, people from the various films had been there, the director of the original films and writers and stuff like that. It was a wonderful weekend. It turns out that George, another science fiction buff, also happened to like this. So, well, well, in comedy, too, you think about this. Comedy and horror, there's not a lot of it. It happened in the 40s and 50s a little bit. Universal tried to cross some things over. Abbott mm-hmm. Costello, the monsters, and so <laughs> forth. Right, 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 yeah. But it, you know, it, it's few and far between, but it does work together. It's, it's very it's very quirky and offbeat yeah. uh, and that's that's the secret to it it is absolutely all right so now you came to chicago university of illinois chicago you donated your papers among other things um it's where you went to school tell us a little bit about about that well basically my wife said clean the house right? <laughs> why are we living with all your app cray in our house no i, I began to feel this myself you know your first, yeah. first part of your life you it's about acquisition and now i'm really about de-acquisition in a lot okay. of ways and i looked at the banker's boxes of stuff i had saved since high school college summer stock yale yeah Every regional theater I ever worked, Broadway, off-Broadway films. Talk about films. what's in some of these boxes. I must well, scripts. it's basically and... scripts with notations in it and things like that. Um, uh, various uh, variations of scripts, you know, as they've changed over time, as there were sure. rewrites and more rewrites. Um, uh, reviews, uh, photographs. That's great. Um, uh, interviews. Uh, books on tape that I did uh, that I've done um, there's both video and all sorts of stuff and I think the stuff that'll be probably be most interesting to people is are the scripts yeah. um, the various iterations they go through uh, the various discussions and uh, between myself and producers and writers saying this scene isn't working. Why isn't this working? Maybe we could do this. What do you think this would be right for the character? Was that pretty open? Some, it was particularly yes particularly no. since I had been so much a part of the Tremors franchise over time. As time went on, there were some people who said, "You know a lot more about this than we do." And so we we it started from where should we even set this piece? We've done a piece in Antarctica. How about oh. so we came up the last one with was somewhere in the tropics. We've never done that and what if what we start with the what ifs what yeah. if we start this way and he's you know completely abjured society he's had nothing he's gone away he's become robinson crusoe that's how seven started what if he's just fed up with the world in general bert just trying to get away and people keep dragging him back into <laughs> monster land yeah so um we keep coming up with ideas and trying to say does he have what what are his relationships like with people is there a woman yeah he hasn't had a you know, past Partner woman, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, just yeah. this sort of stuff because he's such a loner, and we've tried to challenge him more and more um, emotionally. Yeah. As well, in Tremor Six, we had him meet a son he didn't even not know he had. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, in Tremor Seven, he came close to death. You know, what is what is it like for Bert considering that he may not be forever? Right. And in the third one, he meets uh, a, a woman with whom it could be possible to have a relationship. That he, who was the the mother of the son, he didn't yeah. know he ever, and it completely lost track of for for years. So 
we've tried to challenge him emotionally as well as just with in the monsters because that to me is far more interesting yeah. i don't i i'm not interested in straight monster movies i'm interested in the life of the character and the the things that are challenging him in more ways than monsters and a lot to play off of for a 30-year period Right. For exactly. sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. I would be remiss to say uh, watch Family Ties on our sister station, Antenna TV and Rewind TV on every single day. Did you know that? Yes. I, I, I didn't know it was every single day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I knew it was on Rewind. Between and, Antenna and Rewind. It's on every day. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, Did you ever dip back into them? Uh, not very often. Okay. Not very often. And I, uh, but. I suppose as I get older and Maybe. you know I'll oh, have a little bit. and looking for things to do I I <laughs> I might because I know there's gold to be mined there because yeah. it was people tell me it still it still stands out very well it holds up well um I must say it's been great to it's been great to be back at the University of Illinois. The the fact that they were kind enough to take some of these papers for me, yeah. uh, good good and bad reviews by the way, uh, the reviews that start with tells a story. Yeah, the reviews that start with you'll never forget, you'll never forget the bad reviews. The aptly named Michael Gross. That was a, that was the first few few words of a of a of a terribly bad review. I'll never forget. Wow. And um, you yeah. know, you, though I put it all in there. Yeah, this is the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's your story for people to learn from my mistakes. From people to just say, hey, look, I'm a kid from the Northwest Side who got lucky, just like you kids who are here today. And I've been visiting with some of the young actors there in the um, in their acting classes and rehearsals for the last couple of days and they are inspirational to me they are where I was all those years ago and it's great to see their energy and their passion actor Michael Gross thank you for hanging out in the studio an absolute pleasure and thank enjoy you. your time in Chicago I always do <laughs>